Welcome back, everybody, to Brown Bag Bets, powered by BetSports. We are your daily dose of wicked handicapping and sports betting picks. I'm Alex Christensen, and back from a little hiatus, talking some golf on BetSports Golf, which you better be signed up for and following if you aren't already. Mr. Andy Molitor, how'd the show go yesterday? Good. I was kind of pissed at you guys. I love MLB outright bets. And I mean, I, I mean, I went back and watched it. So I, I got them. I was able to, if you missed this live, it is on YouTube. It is in podcast form. You can still catch it like I did, but yeah, that was a uh, kind of got me excited for baseball, especially a couple people I know are betting on the twins to maybe do well. They think the price is a little long for them to win the division, even though the regular season win total is sitting around 500 might be a, might be an interesting division race with, Again, like a couple of probably bad teams to beat up on. I don't know. The Tigers will be interesting. I'll have to see how they go. Although I've already rasped Kelly about that a little. Is they have a starting pitcher who has visa issues, can't get into the country for like the first couple spots stops on his rotation. So they have to they have to adjust their rotation. Not only are we starting like two weeks late. Like so, if we'd have started on time, this guy might have missed like four starts. So, congrats to the Detroit Tigers for being the screw ups of the AL Central so far. And I don't know. Do you you say you you do go? You take them. You take your mom to Phillies games, isn't that the story? Aren't, aren't you like undefeated deal. when you take her? More or less, I have to go back and look. We're like seven and one in the last eight. Which again, the Phillies lose more games than they win. It's the, we're the first professional franchise in the world, Andy, to ten thousand losses. Not a bad deal. Well, it just been around forever. What was it? What was it before that? Were they the Philly A's or was the A's the Philly A's? It was the Philadelphia A's, and then they moved to Oakland to become the Oakland Athletics. So how old is this team? I can't remember the Philadelphia Phillies themselves. I have to go back and look at the forties. I have yeah, I haven't a clue. Baseball is a very convoluted thing. I do know like the twins were the senators. That was a thing. And then we joined, I think it was 61. We got a team. And And then right away we that's what the Nationals used to be. Yeah, instantly. We got a team here, and I don't remember this. I'm not quite old enough. And instantly they went to a World Series in, like, 65, but it was Sandy Koufax and the same as it ever was. The Dodgers are just a pain in the ass. So Twins lost their first World Series. CAF qualifying today. We will talk about some World Cup qualifying a little bit. The PKs. The Phillies have been around since, like, 1900, Andy. They used to be the Philadelphia Quakers, and they became the Phillies somewhere between 1890 and 1917. So, like, Philly had two teams back in, like, the Connie Mack days? I guess so. Wow, good for you guys. Yeah, the laser pointers in the <sighs> the, the African uh, stuff. And I guess I did see someone post a game where Senegal played at Egypt. And there were some Senegalese players who had some laser pointers on their faces. So I guess turnabout's fair play, but that's rough because we have one of the best players in the world who will not be in the World Cup now in Mo Salah and any of them. I mean, there's some decent players still on Italy that aren't going to be in the World Cup. So very odd that we, I don't know. The fact that we put, I, I guess it's fair-ish, but like maybe we should just be sending like one team from North America and then just let all these teams from Europe play. Like it's, I don't know if we deserve all these spots. Good for Canada qualifying. We'll get to the U S in a little bit, but starting out with golf, um, 
just all right so far for me. I'm working on my matchups. I'm working on an article. Yeah, Erling Holland is out. We don't have uh, we don't have him. I love that kid. Um, speaking of kids, I love Bryson. We looked at some form and history at this tournament. Brinson and I were talking about this. It's like, hey, he's played this twice, and he missed cut both times. Then we looked at it, and it was 2016 and 2017. And we put back and forth, and we're like, that might be a different person, though. Because that was when he was like a tiny little man, uh, Bryson, before he did the thing where he just showed up after quarantine like with 40 extra pounds of muscle. So I'm throwing a lot of that out. A lot of these are – it's a tough tournament to handicap. Basically, all of this is price plays. I'm looking at market-making books. I'm looking where money – I'm basically steam-chasing – plus guys I've identified as possible bets anyway. So if there's somebody that's on my short list and they're going to get steamed at a market-making book and I have a number that's a few percent better at a different book and these are pretty widely available if you hunt around both at the offshores and the legal books, Bryson 28, Siwoo Kim 35, Brendan Steele is 80 to 1 at DraftKings. 50 in a lot of other places. I ended up finding quite a few 70s. I didn't want to put an 80 because I didn't actually drive down and bet it. I bet a 70. I want to say bet US or um, Sportsbook Daddy. One of one of the uh, one of the ones that really doesn't usually have the best of the prices, but I still check it because every once in a while when you get further down the board, you should hunt because the guys that are in that 50 to 100 range, man, that's where you really need to do your shopping. The difference between, you know, like 25 and 28 for Bryson, maybe not that big. But, boy, Brendan Steele is like 40 to 80 if you go hunting around. So definitely shop around once you get further down the board. Open up as many tabs as you can. Have as many outs as you can. If you find better numbers on these, hit us in the YouTube comments. I'd love to know what you got, but this is the best I could find. I've started on matchups. A lot of it is just fading Ian Poulter, apparently, who is – you're going to read articles this week about here's some guys who've played the masters before and they aren't qualified yet for the masters. If they win this week, they're in though. Well, that's, I mean, it happens. It's happened recently too, but it's still very hard to win a tournament, especially with Rory, Bryce and Matsu. There's some big names here. So I don't know how much, how much, you know, weights i'd put towards that everybody would like to win every tournament you know getting into the masters is a nice cherry on the top especially for guys who have no wins you know ian poulter obviously not in that category but i'm i'm fading him pretty heavily in matchups so far the rest of it i'll have out later on today how did nba go to last night i know there's like a dozen games tonight which means you're probably gonna have what one bet <laughs> I did get two bets. I actually had nothing yesterday. Uh, just the slate was a mess. Um, never got enough confidence to bet the Jazz. Kind of like the spot for my Sixers, but as you saw, they fell apart. Um, the Wizards missed Good Kyle Kuzma, so the Bulls won comfortably. They continue to kind of pummel your win over. Should have backed the Pistons as dogs. They continue to cover. Mavericks beat up on the Lakers, and the Clippers made an incredible comeback as the Jazz continue to stink. But, yeah, no bets for me. I was on, a night on the sidelines. I real quick too before you get to your picks, are the Clippers kind of a live team now? They're playing better and they're getting they're getting back to full full health. I know that they're still you know at full health, maybe middle of the pack Western Conference, but it's still there's some experienced players on that team, and they're probably better than their record shows if they're at full health. 
Like that's a it'll be a pain in the ass if that ends up being my Timberwolves draw for the the play in tournament if that's seven eight. So it's there's a perfect scenario now. To be clear, one of our friends who's a very good and close source to Kawhi Leonard tells us that he's done for the year. So assume Kawhi Leonard's not yeah. back. They'll sh- they should yeah. have Paul George. Now, if they do have Paul George, it's a better team. And if the standings stay exactly the way as they are, they'd have to beat the Timberwolves. That would get them to the seventh seed. Then they'd have the Grizzlies in round one with John Morant kind of coming back off injury. Now, the Grizzlies have still been great. And then if they beat the Grizzlies, hypothetically could have the Golden State Warriors. But Dallas might be able to sneak up to the three seed. So then it's Memphis-Dallas. Memphis has still been great without John Morant. So I don't know if they'll be able to pull it off there. Again, unless what I've heard about Kawhi Leonard being done for the year is wrong and he suddenly shows back up and is in great form right away and everything gels, it could be interesting. But I think it's more speaking about interesting that seven seed really could be more than maybe the Clippers. Call Uncle Dennis. See what's going on. Kawhi has been just Kawhi has been a pain in the ass for people trying to to prognosticate basketball for what five years now. Forever. Well, how long ago was the year that he just sat out on the Spurs? Four or five years ago now? Maybe I'm yeah, thinking it. Maybe God, it's like three. Feels much time. Time has gotten time has gotten funny. Now. Yeah. So like four seasons ago, where it's just like, hey, he's probably healthy and he's just not playing. That was a weird season. So. All right, speaking of my Timberwolves, I like what I'm seeing here so far. I guess I would have liked a money line better. I don't want to see them lose by two, but uh, I've seen a couple people picking this today. I wouldn't mind being on, on the Timberwolves money line tonight. I have this game mostly a pick. I'm, I'm always happy to take three points, honestly. Right. Um, again, there's not a ton of key numbers in basketball, but three is about as close as, as you get to a key number. Um, you know, I, again, I make it zero. So the the biggest edge for me is on three. You thought about maybe taking the money line. It's plus one twenty five right now, but they're in Toronto against the Raptors team that yes has has really performed above average. Has been much better than I think a lot of people thought they would be. Starting to get a little bit healthy here, but it's just a really tough matchup for them. The Minnesota Timberwolves, when healthy, which they are, you know, without Malik Beasley, uh, maybe a little bit worse, but not you know in such a way that this line should really a flip this much again Toronto they finally start to have some fans back there so they've lost that little bit of home court advantage you know not kind of having anybody there again it's just a really nice spot here for a Minnesota team that's really peaking late and again you know Andy you're gonna have some at least one playoff game to take the daughter to hopefully a whole bunch yeah and this is a win-win for me because I have uh, a rooting interest in my Timberwolves my wood dogs my slumber puppies but I also have betting interest on Toronto to make the playoffs. So whatever happens, I, I, whatever happens, I hope the game Toronto is by two, two like you said, yeah. Any, anything Everyone's within happy. two points is good for all of the above. And then, uh, Oh God, the Hornets. I know we're going to take a Hornets under and uh, it's something that I think people maybe feel is a bad idea more than it has been. If you go back and look, <laughs> they've, really struggled offensively without Gordon Hayward. The efficiency is down. They have had some peaks and valleys and, and have peaked a little bit over the last couple of weeks, but coming to Madison Square Garden here, Julius Randle is back with the Knicks, which again, just means they're going to take this game and grind it down to almost a halt. It should be a really slow kind of ugly game. You know, yes, there's a chance for maybe LaMelo Ball or somebody to kind of step out in MSG. The Knicks guards have struggled maybe a little bit defensively, but as I look at the matchup here, the Knicks are going to look to try to grind this game out, keep 
the Hornets from running like they have. And uh, with Randall, again, we've seen offensively just a much more methodical um, pace for this Knicks team. So as I look at it, the offensive efficiencies are solid. You know, there should be some good shooting numbers tonight. I just don't think we're going to get enough possessions to get close to this number. Either closer to 218, um, tweak some stuff, could get it to 219, maybe 220. But 223, um, anything 223 or higher, I'll take under that. Um, yeah, again, nine other games tonight. Not too many opinions on a lot of other things. You know, the Suns line only being minus four and a half and Golden State is kind of funky. I wonder if Steph Curry is maybe going to suddenly pop up as questionable after having been out for a long time. Um, everything else is just kind of big lines. The Miami-Boston game will be fun. I kind of like Boston, honestly, in that spot. But Miami's been getting bet and uh, all the Gus Smart guys we know like Miami. So I'll stay away from that one. Yeah, and if you had to watch one, I'm guessing it's going to be Miami-Boston. That'll be the obvious. Uh, Timberwolves game will be on at my house, I guess. The daughter will watch that. But, yeah, you get uh, Miami-Boston early and then Phoenix-Golden State late. A couple of decent games. New Orleans-Portland. Jesus, gross. No fun there. You can do the flip at your house. I think uh, I think the Miami-Boston game is ESPN. I guess you'll have the local feed for the Timberwolves. So, you got a little flip. Oh, yeah. Back. Yeah, we have the what, – what is it? What is Fox Sports North called? It's the pinball machines. Bally. Like, the, Timber, the Timberwolves game will be on the Bally channel or whatever. I don't know the names of the channels. I just know what numbers they are. I know how to find them. So, all right. And someone's asking Cavs to miss the playoffs around plus 250. A good look. Team is banged up. It's. You, you think they fall to the eight or nine? It's worth. I'm just going to double check the standings here. They're at seven right now. They probably lose to Brooklyn. And then you're. it's basically a bet on the Hawks or the Hornets to beat them in that game. I'm trying to think. I mean, at that point, the money line will be fairly close. It'll be less than plus 250. They seem kind of locked into the seven. It's it's not the worst bet. You're basically doing a parlay of Brooklyn in the 7-8 game with the Hornets or Hawks in the second game. That might be plus 250. I don't know. I, I'd have to think about that one a little more. It's a good question. But that's, again, how I'd frame it up. Basically, you look at where they are in the standings right now. They're a game behind Toronto. I think Toronto has a little bit of an easier schedule. If they stick in this seven seed to miss the playoffs, they would, again, have to lose to Brooklyn, who's going to be in the eight there, and then have to lose to the Hornets or the Hawks, whoever wins that 9-10 game. So try to figure out what you think the price of that parlay is. Yeah. And I, I don't have an opinion <laughs> trying to figure out money lines for look ahead spots in the NBA. Um, yeah, Dan is asking, it looks like somebody in the chat helped him out there too, but the play-in games do not do not cash a playoffs yes bet. It is considered like a pre-playoffs tournament. So there'll be four teams on each side. Two of them will cash to make the playoffs. Two of them will not. So you do need to actually qualify as a seven or eight seed I feel like that's got to be pretty consistent across the books. Maybe there were props to like make the play in tournament. Maybe that's I've something that's that up before. right now, but yeah, I, I think it's pretty, it's pretty much. much yeah, you got to make the eight. eight. Yeah. Yeah. That that's a sense. great grabs six to one on the wolves to make the playoffs. Bravo there. Well done. Yeah, there we go. That's, I mean, even if they lose that first game, that's probably an easy hedge out. Like the second game, they would likely be favored. If they land in the seventh seed, so you could, if you're real scared, you could just take a, a probably a small money line on whoever's uh, ends up winning that other game. I like that. Yeah. Um, America. 
USA. Yeah. USA Day. Um, Jose, who can see? All the rules around the World Cup qualifying are very convoluted. For the most part, I understand the standings. I understand the tiebreakers. Canada, I guess, could could really... I don't know. I guess they could screw up enough where we could catch them. The goal differential thing would have to happen. Like Canada would have to get no points. We'd have to win by a an absolute grip here because we have a 13. They have a 17 goal differential. Either way, we are sitting pretty to make the World Cup by we, I say, I mean, America. Normally when I say we, I mean Germany because that is my team. But the U.S. is my second team because I do live here now. And it's, again, the convoluted dumb rules. I talked to producer Dan about this a little earlier, and he talked me off of betting this yet. So basically the standings for the, the standings for the world cup stuff is, is goofy. And like winning the group doesn't matter. That's true, Dan. So it's, it's maybe pride if they won the group, but it would take, you know, some help from Canada anyway. It's not a thing. We just want to get into the World Cup nice and healthy and win some stuff. Um, Germany, Germany, Holland draw, food, food Snob says, at a big price. 1-1 uh, draw, exact score. Either way, so there's eight teams in the North American, you know, CONCACAF, what, what have you. Four will go to the World Cup. The fourth one is not automatically in. They need to play a playoff game against the fourth team from, like, Oceania, I think it probably would be New Zealand. If I'm, you know, correct me in the chat if I'm wrong. So falling to that fourth spot is bad. The U.S. can only fall to that fourth spot if we lose this game like five or six to nothing, and it, not likely. Although we did lose to this team uh, for nothing last time out. It's a different team. It's a better team. The issue is the and what I what I gleaned from this was Costa Rica is in that fourth spot very likely to play in this playoff game. Now they would need Mexico to lose a game in which they are, it would be a 20 to one money line for them to lose the game and win a game over the U S by like five goals to move up out of that playoff spot. It is such an unlikely event for them to get from the four spot to the three spot. And they have nine players who are sitting on a yellow card. Uh, the rule, then that's the dumb part of the rule. If a lot, if those, if some of those guys accumulate more yellow cards, they would miss that play-in game to get to the World Cup that they're almost assuredly going to be in, finishing fourth here. They cannot finish fifth. So the common sense play is to just rest your good players with yellow cards. Don't don't mess around with this. Make sure you're healthy and you're ready to win that game because it's so so small of a chance that all the things work out that you end up in the three spot. So that's where these bets come from. I'm waiting till I see lineups because Dan has convinced me that the Costa Rican manager might do something stupid anyway. So if they start all those guys, I don't love these bets. I guess you could watch some of the lines before the lineups come out. You could probably discern um, what kind of lineup Costa Rica is going to put it. It's If it's a competitive lineup, because they are not that far behind the top teams and, and you know the canada's the mexico's the u.s so it's a team that would be competitive with us especially where this game is played this match is played so if they sit these guys take the safe route i like u.s clean sheet plus 138 i like u.s wins to nil plus 240 because it would be just you know us 
trying to just trying to get through the 90 minutes, win a match against some backups, take our spot and them doing the same. So not betting these yet, but looking at it and hopefully that's what happens just so we can celebrate a nice uh, yeah, food strong agrees. Costa Rica will go all out, which is just lunacy to me. Like, doesn't, don't these people have brains? Like they, they would need to win by like the five game, goals. Andy. Well, not That's only like going, going all out is one thing, but not only do you need to win by like five, you need Mexico to lose to a pretty bad team, not tie. They couldn't draw and get a point. They would have to lose outright. Like I said, the money line for that is 20 to one plus winning by five goals. So I guess maybe I just won't bet this match if Costa Rica is stupid, but that's what I'm looking at if they decide to go the safe route and and we're on to tennis. I can dig it. We're still playing in Miami. We've still got Marbella going on. Unfortunately, our big underdog, Gavrilova, didn't have it yesterday. Um, I thought maybe she could give Benchich a little bit of trouble, kind of get a little bit of a battle started, but Benchich stepped in on her serve and just kind of pummeled her from the absolute outright. She's playing some great tennis. It'll be fun to watch her play Osaka, but we did do pretty well on our Pagula bet yesterday. The line has moved in our favor. I'm actually seeing plus 140 in most places. I put plus 150 here again. Yesterday it was around plus 160, plus 165. Hook around if you can still find anything plus 150 or better. It's worth a wager. Pedosa is a very good player. But as I mentioned yesterday, just doesn't seem to be 100% and not reacting well to kind of the hot and humid conditions here. Pagula continues to play better and better. And someone I'm a little disappointed I didn't have an outright on. Just couldn't find the number I wanted. But always have been excited for her. The young American has done very well in this tournament before. And I expect her to do well here. I mean, even before considering Bedosa's conditions, I would have Pagula closer to plus 120, plus 130 here. It's kind of somewhere in that range. So, you know, a, a nice little cherry on top knowing Bedosa is less than 100%. So poke around and, and see what you can do. Um Oh, that's right. It's the Gorgods meltdown. That's what we missed. We had a big underdog who won the first set, had a lead in the second set, and then sort of cried at some point during a change and accused the yeah. uh, the chair umpire of having maybe been paid off and um, actually still almost won the match. It was competitive in that third set, but what are you going to do? Yeah, so that that was in Merbea? That was in Marbella, and we're just going to keep fading the same woman, um, Gracheva. I'm not... I asked um, our buddy Brett, who floats around in the chat there, and I've talked to a couple other people. I don't know why the market likes Gracheva so much on clay, but they continue to price her as a strong favorite against women that I would honestly, you know, have pretty close to her or favored. I mean, in this particular match, Dodan, I would have favored here. I'd have her closer to kind of minus 125, minus 130 myself. So really anything with the plus number looks good, and, and plus 125 is something I'm happy to take now. Dodan's not the best clay player in the world, but has a strong serve, has the power of some of the type of women that we've seen, you know, maybe you don't think of being great on clay, maybe someone like Kavitova or Pliskova who don't move terribly well. But once you get on those really slow surfaces, having, you know, a really plus serve actually becomes an even bigger advantage because you're one of the few players that can still stand up there and hit aces, still has the power to kind of hit through the slow surface a little bit. And Dodan seems to be adapting nicely again. I'm just going to keep fading Gracheva until she loses. And hopefully it's sooner rather than later, Andy. But Pagula this afternoon, Dodan early tomorrow morning. That's the nice part about fading somebody in tournament play. You can keep doing it if you keep losing. You can do it tomorrow. You can only win once. There's no, uh, there's no, God, of all the things for match play, the third place match is just, uh, just makes me laugh. Like the fact that, 
I, I don't know. I guess they want to have the standing set up some way, but just make it a tiebreaker. Let those, let those guys go home. They've been there for five days at that point. So congrats to, you know, congrats to Corey Connors in the third place match. But um, yeah, they would never do that in tennis, right? Like huh, what about never... the, what the well, world fight, like the tour finals? Maybe like a million like... years ago, they would have. But I think in the tour finals, you're right. There might be a consolation match just so they have two matches that day, basically, I think is the idea. Yeah, I think like, yeah, in like high school sports, like there was always a consolation bracket because if you drove all the way to a tournament to play, like they, oh, you want to get a few extra basketball games or a few extra wrestling matches. So I get that. But yeah, that was weird. Um, I, why was I even talking? Oh, yeah, fading a player. You can only, you can right. only win once. And hopefully it's today because I'm going to bet this. Dodo. I'm going to give Dodin. it a nice French Dodin. Um, All right, cool. Um, Real sh- quick shout out to our sponsors, FanDuel Sportsbook and Profit Exchange, launching very soon in New Jersey. Link in the show notes, link in the YouTube description to get you over there. And love it if you'd sign up for their newsletter, especially if you're in New Jersey. It'll get you the best sign-up deal when they do go live when we – start to fire up some exchanges on this side of the pond i know food snob is a an exchange guy this would be obviously a far cry from where matchbook and uh you know betfair are but it's always nice to see some new players in the market check it out thanks alex thanks Thanks, dan thanks bets thanks to the chat thanks to everybody and we'll catch you well done today boys yeah the chat killed and girls right deeper on there